This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Tonight, Faf Duplessis speaks about his ball tampering charge. We'll play what he said and react to it. Richard Friedman is here. More of the NRL draw is drip-fed. Chris Sando's explanation for walking out on his English club. And cricket commentator Mark Nicholas will join us. Welcome to the Rush Welcome Hour. aboard. It's a Wednesday. Hello, Rich. Hello, Dan. It's a bit around, too. We've got uh, that ball tampering thing just keeps going on. That is the... The gift that uh, just keeps on uh, giving, isn't it? That's exactly what it is. It's a gift because what what else were we going to talk about? So they had to find something to fit between the second and third test with that extra long layover. <laughs> Thanks right. for dressing for the show, by the way. That's a wonderful tribute, that uh, uh, old polo to the 1990s. Thank you, Dan. How come you never brought this up before the show started? Because well, I thought it'd be a nice thing to kick off. Well, it's unusual that I'm the better dressed out of the people I work with, really? so I thought I'd better... Really? You see what you're wearing? Yeah, what do you thongs. call them? Jandals? Yeah, I'm comfortable. <laughs> They're thongs. At least I've got a nice shirt They're on. Almost, they're almost like a sandal. Like, you know. You're a bit... well, put them on, Nick. They're so no, comfortable. No, no, take them away from me. All right, this is the uh, rush hour on uh, Triple M. More gold where that came from. Uh, we're going to talk about Faf Duplessis' uh, ball tampering charge. Well, more explicitly, his response. We'll play that for you after this. It is the rush hour. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. T's and C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M gets in legends for a Wednesday. You do it for Exitel NBN for 18 months and uh, if you get Exitel NBN for 18 months, you pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Rich, I think we can finally put the ball tampering, lolling up of the ball. I think today we can finally put the nails in that story's coffin. How? Well, Duplessis spoke. Yes. I thought he spoke pretty well, to be honest. Yes, he always does. Yeah. All right, well, let's play some of it. Well, hang on, which side are you leaning on? You think he's a cheat? I think he's a ball tamperer. That's what I think. You don't put your fingers inside your mouth to wet them. You only do that to get him on the lolly. I'm with you. He probably, but is it? It's not. It's not the colossal story that we've made it out to be. It's a nice distraction. <laughs> it's a story. It's a distraction <laughs> to keep people not talking about the fact that our team stinks at the moment. Well, I don't think it's that contrived. The Blake's ball tampering. Oh, if he hadn't denied it, it'd be dead by now. This story. Did but he's you denied see that it. reporter in Adelaide try and get in that blo- in Faf's face? The whole yeah. thing is contrived. Well, that that was disgraceful, that reporter. He only went there to get in someone's road yeah. because he was never, he ever going to get a quake. Wanted the good vision. All right, shall we play some of Faf? Yeah. You can stop it at any time if you want to comment on any of this. The reason why I'm only speaking now is Cricket South Africa made it pretty obvious when they said uh, that I can and will only speak after the hearing. So it's not like I was disrespecting the media by not answering any questions. I wasn't allowed to speak. I think what happened at the airport was pretty disappointing to see that how things unfolded um, because I was never really going to be able to, to give any answers. Uh, I felt like I've done nothing wrong. I think there's two ways of looking at it. By the way, what did you think of the security guard? He's an idiot. He should have just stayed out of it. He was, he was not necessary for him to get in, in 
that bloke's face. Right. You didn't need to get involved. I think you can either look at it versus uh, ball shining versus ball tempering. For me, if you talk about ball tampering, that is something that's wrong. It's it's picking the ball, it's scratching the ball. Shining the ball is something that I think all cricketers would say is not in that same space. It is something that all of the cricketers do. It's not like I was trying to cheat or anything. I was shining the ball and, and I see no problem with that. I think uh, what they're talking about is sugar or sugary substance or saliva, all the, the terms that are being thrown around. I think that's so dangerous because uh, 90% of the time, cricketers has got sugary saliva, whether we're drinking Powerade, Coke, Gatorade, eating sweets, sucking on jellies, our mouths are always full of, full of sugar. So I think it's just such a great area in, in, in the laws of cricket, and I think it's obviously something that will now... Now, I'm with you. Oh, look, I think the bloke did it on purpose. That's a fairly good point. Oh, look, he... he He's got all the right points. They've gone through this chapter and verse. He'd have done this with a, the PR guys, the management. What are we going to say here? The fact of the matter is you don't bury your fingers in your mouth just to get them wet to shine the ball. Mm. You do that to get them on the lolly. All right. We looked at um, the timing for me was quite surprising. It came after quite a lot of criticism in the press about the, the Australian cricket team. And it's been part of our game. But it's been something that's been almost an unwritten rule. Well, hang on. Before he goes on, he was caught. The reason it's a story, yeah, I agree with that. That it's it's a nice diversion. But he was captured on camera, and he wasn't captured by the Australian team or by anybody except the ICC. Mm. He was captured on film by the broadcaster. The ICC looked at it and said, "That's ball tampering." Um, how you do it, what you do. Uh, it's so difficult because there's so many things out there. So uh, some people. You would use sunblock to shine the ball. I know of people who carry a um, lip ice in their pocket and um, shine the cricket ball. To say that when you have a sweet in your mouth, it's wrong. But when you have a sweet in your mouth and the camera doesn't pick up on it, it's, it's okay. Uh, so it's, it's just a really uh, massive grey area. See, that, that's just a distortion. It, it's not okay just because you don't get caught doing it. That was his contention there. If you hadn't, there were no cameras. It was okay. Well, yeah, it would have been. You'd have got away with it, but it was still ball tampering. Fafem, there's been some other visuals that have emerged in the last few days of other players, like you mentioned, Lebais and a few other things. Do you think that action should be taken against them, or do you think the law must be relooked at, or what would you say needs to happen now? Yeah, I just ask for that everyone gets treated the same way. Uh, obviously, the ICC has taken a, uh, a stance against me to use me as probably as a scapegoat now. Mm. Well, he has been caught ball tampering before. It's not like this is his first offence. What was the other offence? He was rubbing the ball on his zipper. Yeah, rough, roughening, roughening the ball up. On his zipper. I mean, he got caught doing that red-handed. You know what his defence should have been for that one? Well, you ever tried rubbing a leather ball on the zipper? It's actually quite nice. That, <laughs> that's a defence. I'm not saying... <laughs> that, that's your defence. Um, but all you can ask for is that everyone gets treated the same. Faf, um, with the incident that happened at the airport the other day, yep. did you feel threatened by what happened there and did you think that oh, the aggressive uh, approach taken by the security was necessary? I will tell you that me being in that situation, I did feel that it was... Oh, come on. Uh, there was a, a sense of looking for a reaction. Um, well, that's true. 
Certainly it's a security guy's job to protect the player um, and there was a few warnings I can tell you that from being on the inside. Um, so I just felt like they were, was looking for something to happen um, and if you look for something obviously so the chance of something happening is pretty big. Well he's pretty... Uh, that That's right. Can't argue said. that. Now, he's 100% right. No, he's 100% on that and that you know, the poor old security guard wouldn't have been that clever and the, the reporters just goaded and goaded until some dunce has reacted and it's the security guard. Has your reputation been tarnished? It's never nice to be in a position like this because um, with ball tampering, it, it's a real negative connotation that gets put to it. And, and the, the term cheat has been thrown around and that's something that I do not take lightly to. What did you think of the Daily Telegraph in Sydney? Front back page, cheat. Mm. Look, technically, yes, it's cheating, but does it deserve being splashed over in a, a newspaper that'll go worldwide yeah. that you're a cheat because you got put, caught ball tampering? Seems a bit heavy, doesn't it? It's something that I not at all want to be associated with in any space. Um, and as I said, I, I felt I did nothing wrong. I was shining the cricket ball. I've been doing that for my whole career, and every single team that I've played in does exactly the same. Well, that's how you got caught the first time. You know, that's what he's been doing. So overall, I thought that was an impressive press conference. It was the best he could do. I just don't think there's any story here. No, thank you. I'm with you 100%. You know, they, he's, he's made it a story by denying that it ever happened and that it was ball tampering. It looks like ball tampering. He's put his fingers right in his mouth, pushing the lolly forward under his fingers. Boy, that's just not normal. You're doing that for a reason. But we go back to the point that Australia did not need to be, did not need to face a shiny ball to collapse, a, a lollied up ball to oh, collapse. Oh, it had nothing to do with Australia exactly. being smashed. It had nothing to do with them winning. It's exactly. totally irrelevant to the series, but there is a rule. Let's hope that is the last of it. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. Podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Teaser apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Yes, I did call it the wrong name, the show, a little earlier, but hey, I'm just getting ready for the future. By the way, Rich, we've missed an all. I know we're a sports show. <laughs> yes. We should have gone to the Arias. That's red carpet. Where what? you and I could have gone, who's that? And, uh, and yeah, I would have said, well, how should I know who that is? I've never seen that person before. Now, this is Havana Brown. Let me show you a picture of her. What do you think of that fashion uh, suggestion? Where's her shirt? <laughs> She's just wearing a bra <laughs> and pants. That's it. That See, must... Okay, we do, we do shows from the Dally M's where they're all suited up. This yeah. is the show to be at. Yeah. That looks like a good place to be, but... Uh... Yeah, I've been to... Now, through no fault of my own, I've been to an Arias. Really? It was uh, as a plus one. And uh, it's the most boring event God ever put breath into. Although I did accidentally walk into a marquee because I had one of those access all areas things where all sorts of things were going on. In It was at the Opera House and there was this marquee. I don't know how I got in there, but... There you go. You've was, been to the Arias. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't that, doesn't uh, that put the Arias into perspective? I, I've been to a dozen more boring things than you could ever imagine. I've been to a racing. This thing went for four and a half hours. Giving <laughs> events. Yeah, but I've been some of them before. are just mind-numbing. <laughs> All right, uh, sports update coming up, uh, including uh, the the uh, more drip feeding of the NRL draw. Can they just release it and just be done with it? Anyway, uh, this is the Rush Hour's very own Mark Hunt. Uh, we love Mark Hunt because he got me into the UFC a few we- uh, weeks ago, and here he is, not very happy. 
Now on the rush hour, when athletes attack. I gotta work somewhere else. No, I mean, like I said, I, I don't give a shit. If we gotta sue, sue their asses, what the f are you gonna sue? Hmm. You scummy f you think? I mean, the problem is, everyone thinks, hey, man, I wanna get into the UFC. F the UFC. Your s. You m. that don't look after nobody. You just go here. Throw this is freaking stupid Simon under the bus, and they don't get the badge in front of the whole world, and uh, we'll let this white piece of sticking needles in his ass and say, oh, let him cheat all the way to the bank. Let's give him millions of dollars, and now worry about this. You don't get and your company. <laughs> Take that to the look at that for a contract. You can sue me on that. The rush hour, and that was live, D D Dan. What was that? It was, it was just linked expletives. Rush Hour Triple S. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Yeah, Rush Hour here on Triple M, getting you through a Wednesday night. Uh, coming up shortly, Mark Nicholas. And uh, moment of honesty, we spoke to him just before the show. Mm. Quite engaging, very yes. engaging. I thought he was very charming. So we will have him in about fifteen minutes. But for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre, it's time for this. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour Live Sports Update. Uh, the NRL draw comes out tomorrow morning, and as part of the drip feeding today, we have found out that in round two, Canberra will host Cronulla on a Saturday night. Newcastle is at home to the Titans on a Saturday afternoon. The Roosters take on the Dogs. Uh, Thursday night in round two, and in the Sunday match of the day, Wests Tigers, Penrith Panthers at Campbelltown. Oh, that's all very nice. Who gets the bulk of the Friday night matches? Uh, here we go. Here we go. What is your problem with the Broncos, the most important team for the television broadcaster? You know, in the television contract, while well, I cut myself off mid-sentence, the television contract actually states that they have to have 18 games on free to wear. So tomorrow when everyone blows up, and yes, they do have too many Thursdays and Fridays, it'd actually be nice if they had some Sundays. But it's in the contract, Richard. So let's not all pretend that we're shocked that the Broncos will get 18 out of 24 games on free to wear. Well, I'd be shocked. Manly should have at least that many. <laughs> <laughs> at least that many. It would be nice if they gave the Broncos a couple of Sundays. We did a game Something, up there. It was anything. fantastic at Suncorp. It was a superhero day, so the kids were dressed up in their super favourite superhero outfits, and they had 40,000 there. It was a great afternoon. Look, it just makes the Broncos stronger and stronger. It makes the, the, the whole prophecy of putting them on the Friday night self-fulfilling. The more you put them on the Friday night, the more you'll have to put them on a Friday night because they get bigger and bigger. What are you talking as about? A, as, as a... The, the Broncos spectacle as a, as an as in their importance to the NRL. Well, they are the most important. The fact I is, I know they're already there, but they're only going to get big, bigger and more okay. important. All right. Well, you know, what, what can you do? They rate. I suppose they're the number one team in the in the Premiership. But uh, what about Manly? <laughs> Okay. Uh, Chris Sando has walked out on his club. He actually has a very good reason. Not that he necessarily explained it well this afternoon on Fox Sports News. He sure did. Nothing happened, you know. I just got really comfortable coming back home here in, in, in Australia, you know. All my family and friends here. And like I said, I just got it too easy, um, you know. I'm being around my family every day. And I think just the motion just got too good to me. Um, 
uh, go back to England, you know. And like I said, um, I'm really happy to be back home, you know. I'm really family orientated, so I'm, I'm really excited to be back home. So yeah. Can you understand their frustration when one of their best players, as far as I'm aware, you didn't tell them you weren't coming back. Yeah, you just you didn't know, turn up it, pre-season. Uh, you know, it's it's just hard. To, uh, we're, we're cut from it's just hard to talk up, uh, you know, uh, especially with, 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 with big things like this, you know. And like I said, um, I've, I've, I've grown up just the whole things in and stuff like that. And I shouldn't have done that, you know. And like Warrington is a great club, you know. Can you understand why they make it? May make it a little difficult for you to. Yeah, I understand, hundred percent. You know, and like I said, I've done the wrong thing. Um, but like I said, family does come first. You know, and I don't have much support over there um, with, with family. So. Yeah. What? Now that sounds terrible. But in a later piece, in a written piece, apparently he has a very sick uncle. Well, that that now may, if he says that, that that as may be, but you can't just not turn up for work. They're expecting you to be there. They've built their season around planning having you there. You just don't turn up for work and say, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Ricky Ponding says he is open to being chairman of selectors or perhaps part of the coaching staff within the Australian team. Meantime, Jackson Bird has beaten Chad Sowes for the final test bowler spot in the test team, which starts tomorrow. Mm. Well, he had some experience, which they're sadly lacking in that team because of the number of changes they've made. And he will, Bird, you would think, a wicket-to-wicket bowler on that deck might have some success. Yeah. Well, another new name in cricket to get used to, Hilton Cartwright. Didn't he used to call the races in Adelaide? A West Australian all-rounder born in Zimbabwe. I, he I thought he was on a television show. Has been picked for the Australian one-day team. They oh. play a bunch of games in between the South African Test Series and the Pakistan Test Series. Mm. That is a sports update for ABL Toll and Bathroom Senate. News update shortly and Mark Nicholas uh, soon as well. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser sees apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. And I think, Rich, as we do the show for Exitel NBN, we have a guest I don't think we've had on this show before. No, I think he's, he's fresh meat. And he's... I've done that. <laughs> now, why would you say that to a first-time guest? Hello. No. Well, let's welcome the fresh meat, Mark Nicholas. Hello to you. Well, you can, you can look at it any which way you like. You could be fresh meat for me, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Just the way you perceive the world, you know. Well, okay. I'm going to butter him up then while you take him down, Richard. No, I'm not our, taking him our down. Our weekend colleague, Ray Warren, he is... I don't know if he said this to you, Mark... He's a massive fan. He has said on numerous occasions that Mark Nicholas, let me tell you, he is a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> presenter. Now I don't think. Now I don't think it's, he's talking about your clothing or your. He, he actually might. means as a television presenter. You got a big fan there, Mark. Well, it just shows you the value of a compliment because after we worked together on the Commonwealth Games, and he kept calling all those swimmers winning gold across the line, all the Australian girls and the guy said mate there's nobody can call like you could call nobody in the world so that paid, paid me back eventually <laughs> eventually eventually it got, you got you there what about this story we've had all week Faf and the lollies what, what do you make of that Mark oh well it's gone on too long I mean it's a you know and one of the reasons is that Faf wanted to get a lawyer involved and, and defend himself. The problem that the game faces is that everybody's doing it. How do you control it? What do you do? Do you say to the to the players, you're not allowed to sweeten your mouth, you're not allowed to have a mint, a bit of chewing gum, you can't have anything in your mouth that is an agent that might improve your saliva just in case it helps to shine the ball on a given day when it isn't moving sideways. I mean, it's a very hard thing to police. Faf got caught, that's his mistake, he got caught. 
don't tell me that all around the world people aren't trying to get the ball to swing, particularly when the ball is old and soft and the modern bat, which is built like a club, is smacking around the park with short boundaries. The game's so heavily weighted in favour of the batsmen that they're doing what they can of their own volition to change that balance. And it's, it's perfectly understandable. And reverse swing is very good for cricket, but don't get caught or change the rules. Um, my view has long been um, that that you should be given a ball and it's your ball for 80 overs. You don't get it changed uh, unless the umpires can directly say that damage on a concrete stand or something has affected it. But but you can do what you want to the ball without using an outside agent like a pen knife or a bottle top um, while you've got that ball. So you can throw it in on the rough. You can, you can bounce it in as many times as you like to, to if you like, cause distress on the ball and then it might reverse swing later. But how they're going to police this generally now, I think a can of worms has been opened. It's very hard. Every television camera, yeah. every umpire, every opposing captain, every commentator, everybody's going to be looking out for a mint. Uh, what this has done all week, and we're going to move on, it has taken away from the attention of the Australians who have had perhaps their most tumultuous revolutionary week in the last 30 years. Do we think, Mark, they're certainly different? Are we going to get a better team? Um, I, I would argue it's the most tumultuous week of them all because mm. the others had direct um, causes, whether it be World Series cricket or uh, the Rebel South Africans. I don't know. I think it's very hard to say what will happen. I mean, young, a group of young cricketers together, it's going to be the callow youth against a very efficient South African side, and I think they'll find it difficult to make an impact uh, on South Africa immediately. Having said that, if you get on the right side of the game in a day-night test, we saw that here last year, that that period sort of from quarter to eight in the evening for the final hour of play is a very difficult time to bat. The ball just mm. seems almost magically to suddenly start hooping around. Um, so you could get on the right end of a match. You know, you could be bowling at that moment in the game and bowl Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark and bowl any team out. So I wouldn't be riding Australia off, but it'll be very hard for them, I think. This Imagine now, imagine how, if South Africa were fired up before this last week. <laughs> imagine how fired up they are now. Well, I'm trying to think of Rabada and Philander on, on, on a hairy pitch in Adelaide. And by the way, Channel 9's coverage tomorrow starts 1.30 in Sydney, 12.30 in Brisbane. Obviously, it's a day-night test, so it's the unusual time. Um, and by the way, Rich, I don't know if you know, Mark has a book called A Beautiful Game. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, and it's a nice big book, and uh, I've read a bit of it. It's quite entertaining. But I'm going to guess, Mark, the first thing that people want to talk about is Packer. Well, <laughs> he does feature. <laughs> he does feature in the book. Yeah, you mean they don't go straight to ball tampering? Cause they're a bit <laughs> <unmet>. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Look, we, I mean, Packer was a Packer was a um, an extraordinary human being. Perhaps the most extraordinary I've ever met. I believe that we might not even have cricket as we know it today were it not for Kerry Packer's foresight and investment and and I think he's mm. perhaps the most important figure of the modern age of the game. Okay, so the book is a beautiful game. Channel 9's coverage tomorrow, the day-night test. Mark Nicholas, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope it's not another five years before Indeed. we have you on again. You can have me on any gay days you like, particularly as you've avoided roasting me. This, this is this is a this <laughs> is a first, and may it, may there be a second too. What's to roast? Well, this was the <laughs> this was the buttering up interview, Mark. When you come on in a couple of weeks, then we'll get to the roast. That's all right, I'm going to back myself against you, bloke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be too good for us. Thanks, Nico. See you later. <laughs> See, See Ruben calling you by his nickname now. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. 
this Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser C's apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Mind out of the gutter, everybody. Yes, I may have sound the, said the name of that UFC fighter just a little too quickly. No, I, I, I didn't get that. Uh, oh, by the way, I could not be more impressed. You could have told me you were friends with Bono, and I wouldn't be as impressed as the fact that you are friends with James Rain. Yes. That's Australian music royalty. Yes, James and I are long-time friends, but uh, I have spoken to Bono. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he... Yeah, after, is this a gag? No, no, this up? is true. After Maccabi Diva won a third Melbourne Cup, yeah. uh, a very close friend of ours... Is, is a very close friend of, of Bono and Alex. He didn't go on an animal cruelty rap. No, he? no, and and Bono rang up to congratulate, mostly Lee, because he was the name. Anyway, I had the... You uh, could Lee's, have pretended you were Lee. I had Lee's mobile phone. Yeah. And uh, I said, I answered, he, and this guy with an Irish voice came on and said, could I speak to Lee? Yes, who's calling? It's Bono. I said, who's calling? <laughs> he said, it's Bono. I said, and, and anyway... The, the, Bono the, who? The friend came, my friend came on and said, it's actually Bono, can you get Lee? Right? <laughs> so anyway, I went and got Lee and said, it's Bono. Lee got on and went, said, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> so he spent five minutes trying to convince Lee that he was actually Bono. And I bet it was a pretty drab conversation after that. Just uh, wanted to say, well done. Oh, thanks. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks. Pretty much that. Thanks. And, was, and Lee said, oh, that, that was Bono. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, now for ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre, time for this. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Flow Hot Water System on sale for $799, half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. Uh, Dave Taylor has escaped uh, conviction despite pleading guilty to cocaine possession. SBS will show this week's rugby test between the Wallabies and Ireland. I think that they showed last week, they're showing this week, and then they're showing the game against England. Good on them. And Lester, I'm gonna, I will guess without having any knowledge, I'm going to guess that that's being supplemented by Australian rugby. Really? You don't think they could get a contract on their own even at SBS? Why would SBS do it? It's mm. in the middle of the night. I'm guessing Australian rugby's got something to do with it. I could be wrong, and I'm happy to apologise if I am wrong. And Leicester City's EPL t- uh, title defence might be all over, but... They have made the final 16 of the Champions League. In fact, they have more points in five games of European football than in something like 11 games of Premier League. Bless them. They're, they're a gift that keeps giving. I wanted to have a bet at the start of the season that they get relegated. They get they crash and burn. No, That's a very gonna, negative attitude to take. Hey, you know. Says me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, now, they're not going to get relegated, but they're only two points above the zone, I think. But uh, ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre bring us that sports update. Now, in the limited time we have left, I believe Steve Smith has gone on the news, uh, has been quoted talking about the Faf Duplessis situation. Look, I, I think, um, you know, every team around the world shines the cricket ball. Um, and, you know, I've seen Faf's comments in, in his press conference and... Look, from, from my point of view, um, and I'll make it very clear that we've not come out and said anything about Faf um, or about how he was shining the ball or anything like that. So, look, we, along with every other team around the world, shine the ball the same way. There we go. Dave Warner was a little bit more incendiary yesterday. Yeah, not exactly the same way. That's the point. I like Mark Nicholas's suggestion. Just let them do what they like. Let it, can't bring in an outside product. Yeah. But let them just go nuts. Uh, it's got merit. It has got merit. Well, you think, and you, I think you brought this up. The bat is twice the size as it used to be. The fields are smaller. The pitches generally are Placid. barren. Yeah. So let the bowlers. Why not? All right. Why don't you just rough up one side of the ball before you even start? 
<laughs> well, like that Sheffield Shield player <laughs> when a ball was into the boundary, just took the ball and just dragged it along the gutter. <laughs> We're going to go. Okay. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure. Ugly Phil next. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour.